Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, we are back, girl. How you doing? How you living? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm making it. I'm here. I'm present. <laughs> See, we have such a great recap this week. We do. That's why I'm excited to be here with you because as we talked about last episode, who run the world, girls? girls. Who run the world, girls? girls. We are recapping run the world on stars guys it is eight half hour episodes first drop back on may 16th the first episode and a quick summary is that a group of women work live and play in harlem as they strive for world domination (laughs) creator and showrunner is lee davenport she is an editorial director turned screenwriter delora And she also worked on the Boomerang TV series. Mm -hmm. It is executive produced by industry veteran Yvette Lee Bowser, who wrote and produced TV shows such as Half and Half and Living Single. Early in her career, she worked on The Cosby Show as well as a spinoff, A Different World with Living Single, Little Black History Fat Guys. She became the first African-American woman to develop her own prime time series okay other series she's worked on include blackish i'm gonna give y'all throwback with a hang with mr cooper and she served as executive girl mine too and she served as executive producer on dear white people let's get into this cast real quick we have andrea bordeaux as ella amber stevens west as whitney Brisha Webb as Renee. Congrats on your engagement, Brisha. We have Corbin Reed as Sandy. We have the Erica Alexander, aka Maxine Shaw as Barb. Mm -hmm. We have Tosin Morinfala as Ola. We have Stephen Bishop as Matthew. We have Nick Sager as Anderson. We have Ellie Rainey as Amari. We have Jay Walker as Jason and Sasha Hutchings as Hope. Reviews, Delora. Rotten Tomatoes. Critic score, 100%. Audience score, 69%. And Google Those users, start. 71%. It was. The critics loved it. Run the world. What is your grade, darling? My grade, it's a B plus for me. I really, really enjoyed it. I love, love, love this genre of TV slash film. It's given me all the things I need, you know, a nod to living single, a nod to sex in the city Mm -hmm. and all, all the wonderful things in between. I love ambitious Black women being front and centered along with cute outfits home decor, and eye candy. (laughs) (laughs) 
value, Ashley. Absolutely. Well, I gave this an A minus because Ooh. to your point, I love this mashup between living single and sex in the city with this aesthetic of Harlem and the beauty and the culture and the elegance of these wonderful Black women living their best motherfucking lives. Absolutely. Um, a lot of relatable themes and moments in this. Um, I really enjoyed the cast who I just felt had such great chemistry. Like you could not tell me they were not best friends in real life. Yeah. And, you know, I was just here for this fun ride through the first season of a show that hopefully gets multiple seasons, right? So it better. That is my grade and my little review before we get to our spoiler alert and get into the good, good of this show. So as we talked about, this series centers on four girlfriends living in Harlem, New York. We have Whitney, Ella, Renee, and Sandy. To start the series, Elora, Ella is experiencing a career setback. She's a writer whose first book flopped. Yikes. So she's working for a gossip celeb site, Hot Tea Digest. I legit had to look up in that scene between her and her boss, Barb, that Superman, that whole reference for Soldier Boy. I never mm-hmm. thought about what that might mean. You never knew about this, Ashley. No. Wow. Wow. I knew the reference. Felt so shocked and appalled. I was like, honestly, I I did think that was one of the funnier jokes. I'm like, oh, she's actually breaking it down. Love it. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Thank you for that knowledge drop. Run the world. Do you struggle to handle setbacks like Ella, or are you an adapt quickly type like her boss Barb? That's a great question. I don't think I wallow like Ella, just because I don't know if I could ever get out of a state like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I took a break from corporate America when I had Amara, something I thought I would never do in a million trillion bazillion years because I was a career woman, you know, and I had degrees and certifications, but life happens and, you know, logistics are a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I have to admit, I tell you this all the time. I'm like, you know, in those three years, there was a lot of unlearning. And honestly, I don't even count the full three years because some of, some of it was COVID. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I found myself adapting to my new situation, like emerging into, okay, let's get this baby reading. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And let me keep getting my certification and let me keep reading some books and let's, you know, keep this ball rolling. I actually uh, gave this quote before, but like to paraphrase uh, Winston Churchill is like, when you're, when you're in hell, just keep going, you know, (laughs) like you just don't stop and wallow in the heat. You try to find ways out. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a great mindset. I, especially the type of setback that Ella had, it may have taken me a minute. It's embarrassing. It was a very public, public, uh, you know, setback but I think I want to be like a barb I want to be that for sure mindset Mm -hmm. of well listen here's what it is you could choose to embrace change and embrace this new frontier in your career and make the best of it and utilize it to continue to propel yourself forward or you can dwell Mm -hmm. on the humiliation or you feeling like you didn't achieve your goals or what have you so Mm -hmm. I loved it because I just felt like it was such a great contrast to have an understanding of like 
how we would want to handle situations like this career-wise if we found ourselves in this position, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Sandy is playing house and mom with her PhD thesis advisor, Matthew, and his daughter, Amari. That scene with Amari's dance class instructor discussing putting her on a diet was gross. Gross. Would you have pulled her out of that class? So if I were her mother, yes. But if I were the girlfriend no that's an important distinction because Matthew does get upset with her for that so I'm glad you clarified you feel like that was a job of the actual parents and not the girlfriend of the daughter yep okay spoken like a true parent (laughs) well here's the deal I want to wait to say this but I'm just gonna have to say it right now do not act like a wife if you're not one Mm. or in this case a mom if you're just playing house right do not give this man wifely privileges if he just out here you you understand what i'm trying to say like yeah no he doesn't deserve that if what she wants if she what she wants from him is marriage in that case right if she's still wanting something else some people do not want marriage i understand that However, you got to keep something to yourself. (laughs) Well, she does, which we'll see later. She sure does keep something for herself. Whitney, a successful banker, is planning a big-ass wedding, seemingly trying to please both her mother and her future husbands. But unlike sex life, check out that recap, where the whole phase (laughs) was calling her back to the streets, Whitney is an example of the unlived whole phase life. Probably my name. (laughs) (laughs) Delora. What upsets me most about this is she don't just cheat. Whitney doesn't just cheat on her fiance. She cheats with the community team. The man who even two of her girlfriends have had sex with and does it by the end of episode one, WTF of any possible new dick to try. Why? I'm like, they're all tunnel sisters. (laughs) Make it make sense that this is who you would choose to lay up with. And then he didn't have, he didn't hold a candle. He did not hold a candle to her fiance in my opinion all right ashley unpopular opinion i get whitney i do i really do i know what it's like to be the good girl so to speak and every once in a while sometimes you just look and say i probably should have smoked a couple cigarettes i probably (laughs) should have i've done a couple more dicks i don't know think that's an unpopular opinion I'm not saying me i'm not saying me but i'm just saying i actually understood her and the idea of being with one man for the rest of your life and knowing that you probably haven't lived your life to the fullest you start questioning things like i told I, I don't think it's an unpopular opinion i think a lot of us can relate to whitney and relate to the tale mm-hmm. of an un potentially unfulfilled life or having these things that you've never gotten a chance to experience again mm-hmm. my problem with it was that of any you could have tried this is the one but it was easy it think, was accessible think, it was there i think random is the best out in this situation you could have found random that your all your two of your friends hadn't smashed you too. want tried and true the same reason why all (laughs) those 
rappers and football players not tried superheads back in the early 2000s i am mad that you said you want tried and true he was a trip to target like i'm telling you we've all been there and it's great so go ahead and take that journey as well sis like that that was my gripe i completely understand the idea of whitney's struggle and whitney even more so than just her relationship with her fiance the thing that got me with Whitney was she's a people pleaser and she has this desire to be perfect in society and we're seeing Mm -hmm. that veneer cracking internally for herself throughout the series guess what no one really cares at the end of the day (laughs) especially by your 30s because as we've talked about off mic many times like there's no roadmap for life there's no perfect way to live you start to decide what is for show and what is for other people versus what is for me and what actually makes me happy in my life when I graduated uh, college with my bachelor's I started panicking because I'm like what else am I supposed to do you know I'm taking Mm -hmm. all these stair steps and it's like okay I I can design it my I can design my life on my own It's it. That's gonna tell me what to do. Oh my god! That's one thing I love about this series too is that they're in their thirties, right? They're past that era of you're in your twenties and you're having a good time and you're possibly they're just still in college, just got out of college. Like, nah, we're in the real shit of life now. Absolutely, we're figuring out who we are. One observation I had uh, with these group of or this group of women a lot of them were in some type of long-term relationship, right? Mm -hmm, In terms mm -hmm. of, I mean, that's not necessarily unheard of, you know what I mean? Um, At this point in life for a lot of women um, today, frankly. Right. Unlike the Sex in the City and the Living Singles, they were all trying to find Bay. you know what I mean? Right, right. Because they were all in their 20s. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a great point. Ella believes that she has speaking of those love interests a poor man's mr big aka anderson not a poor man a poor man's mr big <laughs> who seems like bad news so her. was Bonnie lying though was she lying she was not she was if you're gonna <laughs> perpetually humiliate yourself for a man he needs to be tall rich and have a driver i mean that's that's that's, that's that's real that's very real <laughs> but we we could we didn't know yet what the what made him so bad because they kept calling mm-hmm. him like satan it was, i was like Girl. what is going on what is happening that old dude was fine <laughs> we'll get i'm gonna get to that i have some real thoughts on anderson we gonna get to that so no. i do so but to I start i can't wait <laughs> to start the series let's just talk about what your initial impressions are of these ladies can I take a moment and talk about how gorgeous Ella is? Like, she's been gorgeous. I'm like, who is this girl? And why hasn't she been in other stuff? So, you know. So I also wonder, why did I see her boobs so much? Because I feel like. I think she probably was the only one who signed in her contract. Like, hey, the titties are No, seriously. Sandy, we saw her butt, but that was it. Yeah. Everybody else was like, oh, you know, we saw Renee in some lingerie, but everybody else was like, yeah. listen. Can we say. I want to no give a hint to Breach's body because it yeah. was banging in that. I was like, yes, sis. Yes. Yeah. And lingerie okay. was fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fire. So overall, I think the ladies are interesting. You know, I um, I was not a fan of Sonny being with her professor because 
I'm like, oh, you know, a lot of that unfolded, but you know, I'm just like, I know it's sexy, um, but to be honest, that actor gave me PTSD from being Mary Jane, by yeah, the way. Yeah. David. Uh-huh. Do not answer David. Do not answer David. <laughs> thank God I'm able to separate my Davids. But here, yeah, he was <laughs> he was trash in being Mary Jane. And I was rooting for them for so many seasons. And so to see him in this role, I had my, you know, my eye on him because I didn't know what to expect. But overall love the women love to get to know their you know careers and ambitions and lives it, it was really good I, I loved it what about you oh yeah this episode one is what I'm uh thinking about when I'm talking about the beginning of the season it was really just again the buildup of that chemistry I felt like I was watching a group of friends who have been friends for a very long time mm-hmm. I enjoyed that we get to set up kind of each of their situations but We don't really know, again, a lot about the ladies' um, love lives or careers just yet. So my impressions Mm -hmm. were like, oh, we have some things we're going to dig into. Why is Anderson called Satan? What Mm -hmm. is Whitney going through with this wedding? What is the real deal with Renee? Because I didn't even mention Mm -hmm. Renee yet, but Renee is just seems like she's the comical relief to start the series. Mm -hmm. But obviously, she's going to have some things that are going to have to happen with her character as well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I was here for it um, and excited to see what the rest of the season entails. So let's move on over the course of the season and talk about a few teens, Delora. First, mm. I have to say the pink eye Sandy got from letting her do sit on her face. Yo. That was a lot for me. That was Yo. a lot. Um, I loved it because it reminded me of Sex in the City, right? I, I think the one thing about this show compared to Sex in the City, there wasn't necessarily a Samantha. You know what I mean? Everyone has their escapades you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um and honestly not with a lot of men it's all within a lot of relationships right (laughs) for for the most part uh but well Ella got down like three oh oh yeah bartender the little Asian dude yeah Anderson yeah Ella got down a little bit that's true that's true um so so I just I thought it was funny in the sense of like oh my goodness so we're exploring things you like I'm learning things here yeah. <laughs> I just know, wasn't ready show. like when she came with the sunglasses I'm like what is happening and then we eventually get to this inevitable well I wanted to try something a little different he sat on my face and farted I was like wow okay we're getting real um I'm also impressed that she allowed him to do that so <laughs> you're impressed is my ugh, never no no I'm, I said it <laughs> absolutely sarcastically okay Okay. like Delora we learned a lot about you today oh no sis oh no (laughs) you will not be seeing me with any stank eye anywhere (laughs) okay all right let's keep going let's keep going seriously so let me get into my girl Renee because Renee is probably honestly my favorite character because she's the most entertaining of the bunch Mm -hmm. let's be honest Mm -hmm. so Renee is experiencing her second win kind of as a divorcee she was supporting Mm -hmm. her husband Jason financially after he quit his job as a private equity manager to manage a band so things are a bit strange he even took all the money out of their mutual fund Delora would you have stuck it out with this man if he had gone through what he took her through financially? Heck, you know, that <laughs> Negro has to go. How 
dare you? One of my favorite lines from her, like the Negro stole my apple stock. No, <laughs> like exactly. it is one thing to support a spouse. I know we talked about this in the um, resort to love recap about seasons and chapters of life and things like that. I can respect him wanting to make a pivot, but not at, not at that level of expense without any level of conversation. Exactly. No consultation that's, to say that you drained our mutual girl, that's fund? betrayal. That is betrayal. That is financial infidelity. Okay. Oh, nah. yes. I love that financial infidelity. I'm gonna use that. Um, <laughs> I a hundred thousand percent agree with you. Now, they made it so comical the way everything went down because the scene where he yes. was like um, slavery. And so she went running around the kitchen looking at everything. I'm trying to figure out where the fuck slavery just came from. Where did it come from? Exactly. I mean, they made it comical, but no, what he did was very, very egregious, in my opinion, in terms of marriage. Um, he did Absolutely. not consult with his wife. Um, quitting your job and wanting to chase your dreams is one thing. And I think that, you know, if that was a discussion, great. But I think Jason took it to an extreme. And I think that he... The way he positioned it was such where he was, didn't really take responsibility. So that was another thing that bothered me was you Yo. think that all of a sudden, because you made this decision, I have no right to be upset. And yeah, Yo. we would have, maybe we would have went to a little couple's counseling and try to talk it out. But inevitably, I think me and that man would be- They were on thin ice on the anyway. Yeah, I mean, you know, she kicked him in the face trying to keep it spicy. And, you know, <laughs> if the, once the sex goes out the door, you know, that shit's over. Anyway, so- <laughs> Let's move on. The big sin that Anderson committed was he had dipped out to South Africa, Laura, for two years for work and told Ella only seven days before his trip. I'm not sure in my mind if that justified the whole Satan nickname. I had really expected like some outrageous shenanigans, but Ella gives him another shot. Of course, she again called him her Mr. Big, which means she thought he was in game. Was this a couple that you rooted for throughout the series? Well, throughout the series, no. But once I found out what the cardinal sin was, I kind of was like, girl, you're doing too much. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like looking at it, you know, bird's eye view, very pragmatically, in his miscalculation, he thought it was a good idea not to rain on her parade that was, you know, obviously hit by a monsoon, right? Yeah. So it was ignorant to wait seven days before he had to go. However, he did not come back. And, you know, he was gone for two years and he could have communicated that. I, I, I can see the problem with that. But her saying he left me when she knew that that was part of his career aspirations, I thought was a little bit unfair as well. Well, he did. He said he did try to communicate with her. She stopped taking oh, his phone calls. That's right. Yeah, because he right. was just going to be a summer job. And yeah so I guess I'm gonna answer my part mine in two parts first part is she absolutely overreacted to him leaving because it's almost mm -hmm. equivalent of since we're talking about sex in the city I thought that Carrie completely overreacted in the first film when she got so upset with Big when he came to the wedding venue and said that you know he needed to talk to her at xyz and she goes on to the honeymoon by herself and doesn't speak to that man for months and months to me that was mm -hmm. a complete overreaction of the mm -hmm. situation and scenario I take it the same here but in the height of those moments feelings are there you're you know feeling some type of way I don't knock Ella for feeling how she felt but I think when with this couple 
the thing, the reason why I probably didn't root for them is because I thought Anderson was corny as fuck. Like I thought, thought he was corny. I thought he was corny as fuck. And I don't know if it's just because really I remember him from the one film he did with who was it? It was um Vanessa Hutchins. Yes. And mm-hmm. I just still see that little like Disney see, type of vibe from Actually, him. Actually, he was in one of my, um, he's in one of my hidden gems this week. I remember seeing him in Shadowhunters. I uh, never watched it. That's, that show. I, I just, I don't, he does not move me. And I hate to make it seem like it's the actor. I don't know if it's the actor. He's but so handsome to he's me. He's a cutie. Oh my he's, my, he's my type. Like if I had a type, he would be a blueprint for it, but I just, he, I don't like him. And so I think that and he's British in real life too, by the way, which I is, think I, I can't get past that with the show. So unfortunately Anderson, you weren't it for me, but did I so surprising to me? Cause he girl, was my favorite guy out of it. Oh, Ola was my favorite. So there's the Ola was, I thought Ola was corny. And I, and see, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that because when I saw the real actor in the interview, I was like, oh, he's a little, he's a little different. But as far as the character, I loved his character. Whereas Anderson, I just, I couldn't get down with him, but that's just my two cents about, (laughs) about that couple. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Ola is corny because of the type of man he, he was by any means. I just, I, I just felt like he just, I don't know. His character was like very anything you want, my love. Anything you want. Well, because you know? he almost and, had that like too good to be true type of vibe about him. Yes, like, what are your true. flaws? But I think he was just a good man. And it's yeah. difficult sometimes to find those, even in cinema. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a game that we have to play. Mary Shag Kill. Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, and Ryan Phillippe. This was discussed over brunch. And I do not agree with their choices. So, Delora, Mary Shad Kill, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Phillippe. Go. I am so excited. And I go first. Okay. (laughs) Mary Reynolds, all day, every day. He is both fine and funny. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mary. Fuck. Gosling, because I feel like some something's there, something's there, and kill moody ass Philby. Okay, nobody. There's a reason why America, America's sweetheart, reason why this film divorce. <laughs> oh, all the shade, all the shade today. But I am a thousand percent on your same page. When they said kill Gosling and Shag Philby, I'm like, in what world? Who? It what world what audience are we speaking to with this who would not fuck ryan gosling he has eva mendez stop playing with me a woman that's like well over his age he has that je ne sais quoi i'm sure now ryan philippi <laughs> in the cruel intentions days you would have had me flat out no he would have had me for me oh he i cruel i still watch cruel intentions this day and sebastian could have gotten it but in the say for the sake of this game, we are on the exact same page. So moving on, <laughs> Sandy and her boo Matthew. Yeah, Sandy and her boo Matthew almost blew up their lives, not disclosing their relationship. But thankfully, they were allowed to continue uh, with Sandy having to switch advisors. Though, so Laura, would you potentially sacrifice your career for love? Ooh, ooh, that's heavy. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't have to, so. I feel like I'm going to say no. 
<laughs> I think I think when it comes to situations like Sandy and David, <laughs> that's not that man's name in the show, but you know who I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes you get caught up in the the anticipation and the sneaking of it all. You know what I mean? I think there's a level of fun for that. And now they're in the light. I'm interested to see like what happens to their relationship. You know what I mean? Because like that thrill is gone. That thrill is literally gone, you know? Fucking around campus and such. Um in secret. Because that's fun, I'm sure, you know. I'm not gonna lie to you. Bookshelves. Hell yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I am a Sandy in this case. I would absolutely, if I was feeling this, my advisor, I would take a chance. I would see how that goes. I totally, totally. Now I would be expecting the best though, in terms of how it would work out with my job, because I don't think in most people's minds, you're really thinking about it as either or, right? I think you would fall into this situation and hope for the best and think like, oh, if we ever were discovered, you know, they're not going to kick us out. But I would probably fall down that rabbit hole, especially if he was fine, because we we know. So I'm definitely giving you my um my Oprah. Hmm. <laughs> Let's hmm. talk this so, through, Ashley. <laughs> so are you saying, Ashley, that you would fuck up? Yes, because that's my next question: is thoughts on fucking up during that combo that they have with Professor Don the Baptiste. That's they talk it. about uh, strategically having sex. All women should have at least one sexual relationship that benefits them and can change their station in life. Sex and ambition do not have to be mutually exclusive. Now, see, again, I cannot say I would have gone into it with the intention of fucking up, but I'm not going to deny the privileges and possibilities that would come with this relationship. What are your thoughts, Delora? <laughs> Especially if he's fine. Because again, Caleb from Resort to Love, if he was my college professor or advisor, stop playing with me. Stop playing with me, Delora. Quit lying to yourself. (laughs) I'm just saying. I've always, always been an advocate for proper poom poom management to to quote (laughs) Charlamagne to God from The Breakfast Club, okay? You absolutely have to, I mean, strong believer, strong. I, so with that being said, you absolutely do not, you know, if anyone broke, (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, if you're in a young relationship, somebody who doesn't have any promising career aspirations, like, but then you end up in the Brisha situation where it's like, you have all the checks on the list. But then you make a 180. I don't know what to do about that, but yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying I'm I'm the type to intentionally go after someone for their station or for their position. But again, if I was in Sandy's position and I me and my advisor were filling each other, we both grown adults, I'm probably gonna let life and love do what it's supposed to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I, I just feel like you you don't need to give your cookies to everybody. You really don't because it's like, you know, it, it's not worth it. It never is, in my opinion. Well, I, I think what the professor said was valid too, where she's like, you know, if you look at successful women, she has men behind her who she's been fucking. And if none of them were successful, um, she has low self-esteem. Like <laughs> that's, that is Period. so valid. Period. That's so I, I agree. valid. That's so valid. But she was 
she, do you feel like she was too uh, harsh on Sandy? No, I don't think she was too harsh on Sandy because at the end of the day, these are the type of discussions that I think intellectuals actually have. Like, I think once you get mm-hmm. into a, a professional college, especially setting, I think that people challenge you and challenge your beliefs and challenge your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly what Professor Baptiste was there to do. She even helped her later on with deciding yep. to pivot her focus for her thesis. So, I mean- or dissertation so when I when I saw that interaction I immediately thought like okay Sandy is uncomfortable but this is what she needs you know what I mean it's for growth and it's for growth right and she's making her uncomfortable because technically she's been very comfortable with her current advisor you know she sure Uh, has <laughs> she but sure has. the one thing I will say about Sandy and her uncomfortability of the whole situation is was that a nerve was that a nerve absolutely you know? absolutely yeah. it was a mirror held up to her face that she did not want to see at the moment she hadn't thought about whether or not her relationship with Matthew was inappropriate from the extent of like am I taking advantage of this situation in a way that is not pure to my love or attraction to him you know is it something more mm. is he benefiting my career yes sis yes he is and there's nothing wrong with that so mm. Moving on, towards the end of the season, we see all four ladies have the same therapist in Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Conflict of interest, Delora, or better insight? Because I started to think at first, I think the first time I watched it through, I was like, this would be a problem for me. Then I was like, well, actually, it might be really good insight for your therapist to know the people that you're talking about. Because as I've talked about multiple times after watching my show in treatment, I'm a little bit of a couch therapist at this point. <laughs> And obviously, there are times where your therapist has blinders on if they don't actually know the people that you're discussing when you're in therapy. But for me personally, I put in my notes, it will be like sharing a gynecologist. My trauma and my vagina are personal. So it's a no for me. What about for you? Well, this is episode six. I call it that therapy episode. It's actually one of my favorite episodes of the whole season. It's to the point where I'm like, I I want Rosie O'Donnell to be my therapist. Like, <laughs> she just gave it, she, her advice were, was just so thoughtful and raw. Like, sis, sit down, get over yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. She, so I actually didn't have a problem with everyone sharing the same therapist. I think I, I did not see her share any other, you know. No, she kept it above board. She did. Yeah. So she did her job well. So I didn't have a problem with it. And honestly, I want to know who's a good therapist. So (laughs) I might call you and be like, sis, is she worth it? Okay, let me sign up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, one could say it provides better insight. Oh, especially in healthcare, especially in healthcare. And your relationship with your therapist is very personal. So, Delora, in Ella's career setback with her book, we see Sandy as the one of the group who told Ella her true opinions. Do you prefer honesty or a shoulder from friends and fam in those types of moments? That's a great question. I am, uh, honesty is the best policy. So I'm like, if it if it's bad, just let me know because I don't want you to babysit me and then later tell me, uh, well, actually, kind of like, my hidden gem from a couple of weeks ago with life sentence is like, I don't want to be out here living my 
you know, living this delusional life, you know, just let me know. I just wondered, did she not have any of them read any excerpts before she published? Because like, why are we just now talking about this after my book is out, after the reviews have come out yeah. and everybody's being so negative like, and harsh? Final edit before it published, right? Yeah, I think that was my thing is like, at this point, I don't want to hear any of that. Like at this point, I just want y'all to be like, oh, it's going to be okay. You know, you will, this too shall pass. You're going to recover. I don't think I would have been here for Sandy's version of tough love in this particular I feel like Sandy, Sandy's advice sometimes is ill-timed. I will say that. I'm like, like, you want to talk about that right now? When I'm in the middle of my full-on <laughs> meltdown? Okay. Yeah, I would not have said that in the midst of tears in my eyes. But if you wanted to say like, yeah, just so you know, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, and I also think there's a way in which you should say certain things and sometimes people's tone and the words, choices they choose are triggering. So, you know, mm -hmm. a little kindness can go a long way, even with constructive criticism. But Ashley, the Bible says pride comes before great fall. <laughs> so you think Ella was too prideful? You think she was too arrogant? Mm, yep. Trying to write a memoir at the age of 29? Not to say the age matters, but just her interaction with Barb or the great Maxine Shaw. <laughs> in this case, I have 100,000 followers on social media. In this case, I think age definitely made, she should have listened to her elders because when Barb was like, mm -hmm. I didn't even get interested until I was like 34, 35 and you writing a memoir at 29, what is it that you have to say? Like, I think that wait, was very wait. valid. Did you hear? freaking Megan McCain's writing a freaking memoir talking about what it's like to be a rich kid like well the way they phrased it is to talk about her life being a daughter of a great politician and Megan on the view Megan I don't want to hear you talking about back when you was a kid playing George Washington uh I don't want to hear that shit I don't want to read that no one can relate to the yes, majority but... of the things she's going to talk about the constitution to me every night before bed we read the different Sitting amendments at her nightstand probably still to this day she has the declaration of independence hung on the wall i thought it was the constitution i can't oh, i can't keep up i don't know which one it is the point is who can relate to that shit that's the point we're both making right absolutely no one exactly absolutely no one but do you megan do you girl you will you, I'm she's sure around anybody. our age by the way oh so. I'm, I'm I am well aware but we are from two very <laughs> different walks of life absolutely all right so Ella was invited to an exclusive party by a friend and sees a big time celeb cheating on his wife in the bathroom she writes an exclusive for her publication Delora was she wrong to choose career over friendship in this moment you do not burn bridges Oh, you do not burn bridges. That she, story was not worth it. She ain't just burn it. She blew that bitch up. It was nuclear. It was nuclear, Ashley. Okay, for anyone young listening to our podcast right now, what, life has a way of bringing people back in your life, people that you thought you would never see mm. ever in your life again. You can't be so arrogant to just throw the middle finger up and not expect to see that person at least one more time in your life. You just cannot. I've had this happen multiple times in my life with people I never thought in a million years I would be in contact with. 
and it's also a friend that you had it seems like she had a history with so it wasn't even a fluffy relationship it was like a real friendship yeah it's one of those things where the friend honestly I would have given second thoughts to ever inviting her for the fact that she is a writer and writers not, don't necessarily ever take a break from being right I shouldn't even say a writer she's a journalist and she's a journalist for a gossip website so that's like inviting Perez Hilton to the party and he sees some shit and not expecting him to write anything about it so I would have given a second thought or anything no though. so I'm just saying though from the even the other from the friend side who she screwed mm-hmm. over I would have given a second thought to have ever invited her for that very reason but I agree with you that I think that Ella is being very short-sighted especially because she doesn't see this as her long-term career path with this site so I could see if she saw this as like oh this is my big break this is you're right you just wrote a piece for a website that you don't even respect and you burnt such a big bridge that you never know how it's going to come back around to you so many more events out of that friendship um, just to have access because that's what she's going to ultimately be shut out of and that of. and that's the mate especially being a journalist you have to have access we saw her get denied from being able to even do her interview with soldier boy because of you know her being too uh seasoned Agent and elderly <laughs> which was to be in his section for sure shit. for sure I was like wow women in their early 30s are getting aged out and that happened to them twice that happened to them twice in the series what signals are they giving us like i don't understand (laughs) some real signals that we are starting to reach that in your 30s you're starting to reach that point in life where people start to say oh you're not a tender young thing anymore you can't do some of the things you used to be able to do best life i know some moves yeah i am you know what i mean i love myself as (laughs) we know as as we as women know we are only getting better with age baby okay. we are only getting better but in society it's a sad fact that we are seen as in less valuable society, yes in western society we are seen okay. as less valuable as we age so i think it was a very real thing like i said they have so many real things one of the biggest that things that they said incredible. one of the that biggest things they incredible. said that i related to was when they were talking about porn they were talking about only watching white porn <laughs> Because when you watch black porn, you have so many questions. I so many questions. I when Winnie so was seen. like, wait, 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 Ashley. When <laughs> Winnie was like, when I see black girls, I'm always wondering if they got paid. Exactly. Like Pay and equity. Like, oh my god. No, seriously. Oh I felt so seen because I thought used to always think it was me. I was like, I can't watch black women in porn. Like, I just can't. My cousin. That could be like, it's too, the degrees of separation is just too close. And Dolores, slavery. I just can't. So anyway, (laughs) I can't. Anyway, so Renee, let's get back to my girl who works as a director in advertising went full Jerry Maguire and quit her job when she brought in a big account, L'Oreal, which as we know is huge, legit in the fashion industry. And it was in the cosmetic industry, I should say. And it was given to a white male coworker. She loved quoting Maya Angelou in this series. Her boss, Abby, dipped with her. Do you feel that you have a work breaking point? Ooh. Well, you always have to have fucking money. Like, that is just <laughs> in the rule books. Along with not, you know, Bernie and the Bridges, you absolutely need effing money. You know what I mean? But in my uneducation of the rat race that is corporate America. <laughs> I'm just I just realized 
you really just can't take some of this stuff personally after a while because it's just like, oh, so this is some BS. I don't need to be here anymore. I do think it's important to always know your power, to always know your worth. Mm-hmm. And if if those do not align, and and I have to say what they did to her was absolutely blatant, but I would have said something there. I would have said, I brought in this account. I think I should do it. Thanks. And if they objected, you know, then I would have been like, cool, cool, cool. I need to go. go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't think I would have done it. Obviously it's television and this feels so good to be able to have this moment where you're like, fuck it, Mm -hmm. fuck you. Uh, Stay woke, black, whatever his name was, black Chris, whatever his name was, (laughs) felt great. But at the end of the day, I would have definitely had something else secured because she's going through a divorce. She was already talking about not being able to cover Ooh. her full mortgage. And there's a glaring difference between her and her boss, Abby. For one, Abby is a white woman, let's never forget. And for Ooh. two, Abby does not need money because she was talking about a Hampton's wealthy. house. Yep. So let's not forget when y'all are watching shows like this, don't get caught up. Don't think what you don't do need you, to have your eggs in a row before you just up and quit your job because we have bills to pay. Why do you think Abby did that? Just I to think, support her friend? No, or? I think Abby was probably just as frustrated with certain things as we saw Renee because I think it wasn't just um, a Black woman. I think it was probably women in general that weren't being given certain opportunities um, at their advertising agency. But at the end of the day, again, Abby is in a whole different place than Renee is. She does not need to work it seems like so for her it's probably mm-hmm. like I mean this is just my little job just my little job what does it matter I'll go off we can start our own thing hopefully Abby has enough money to come up with some some initial funds to help get mm-hmm. their new advertising agency off the ground because that's what I need you to do Abby I need you to be resourceful exactly because her husband sold all of their mutual stuff. That that's painful that's painful girl and with miss sandy we were talking about her keeping some for herself she kept her place she moved in with matthew and amari after they were outed at the university but she kept her own apartment very carrie bradshaw was she wrong <laughs> to not tell matthew about it though they're not married so i don't care <laughs> some secret should still be kept till there's a ring on that finger all right. Again, she needs something to her, so. <laughs> We're at the very end of the season, and Whitney, Whitney, Whitney truly fucked up a great thing. Her Harvard-educated, in your opinion, corny, but beautiful Nigerian doctor. Listen, <laughs> Who loved her and wanted to wife her up, Delora, had his heart crushed in that finale when Whitney finally broke the news of her infidelity he ended up comforting her and even though they slept together he said he needed time so we're left with this cliffhanger will they or won't they so my questions to you to kind of wrap us up would you have told Ola if you were Whitney about this infidelity and do you think that Whitney deserves a second chance (laughs) this may surprise some people but I don't know if she should have told him I don't think I don't think she should have told him because, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? And, you know, it's one of those things because she was already having so much regret. So she gave into that, right? And so she still said, but but I just feel like maybe they probably shouldn't be getting married in the first place because it seemed like there was a lot of pressure leading up to it in the first, you know, yeah. in the first place. But I don't know if I would have told him. It would have been some the bridge of uh what is that Terabithia? 
What? No. Oh, the bridges of Madison uh, oh, County. Girl, I'm like the bridge of Terabithia. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, this is a deep cut. And anybody, I know our moms know exactly what we're talking about, but it is starring the Great Meryl Street with Eastwood. They have a rendezvous one hot summer. And when her husband's away, mama never told nobody but her children <laughs> finds out when she's dead and gone yeah based off of the letters that was left behind so got you okay and do you think Whitney deserves do you think Whitney deserves a second chance now that the cat is out of the bag I think so I think what she did was for herself and not necessarily a reflection of her love for her husband I know yeah. that sounds like I'm justifying cheating or whatever but I I do have a level of empathy for her now I want them to be able to be together and him not throw it in her face all the time mm. now mm. that mm. would be unhealthy mm. but because true forgiveness is forgetting in you know biblical terms but we're all human exactly <laughs> and he's a man lest we forget um watch him cheat on her and then feel awful and then they'll just be together and you know I mean We'll see. We'll see. Um, I wish I had the option in my heart to make a decision like that. If I, if I cheated my conscience, my, I, I deal with, I struggle with guilt. I feel very guilty about even very small things. So I know that I would never be able to keep this from my fiance. It would eat me alive. So I wouldn't have, have had that option. Um, should Whitney have but told him? Tell- do you tell him before the wedding or do you tell him after y'all get married? I would have had to tell him before the wedding because otherwise I would have felt like I may have duped him into marrying me and not mm. been full level of disclosure about what was really going on, right? Should Whitney mm-hmm. have told him? I think that really depends on um, how you want to look at it because I think that Whitney seems like someone who has always again, been a people pleaser, wanted to do everything that, you know, was right and proper. This probably could have been something that she kept and and take, took to her grave and it would have never impacted her relationship or her marriage. And I don't think that Ola would have been the wiser. But do you really want to go into a marriage with that type of secret, especially because she tells him it's a guy he's never met. And we know that's not true. As an audience, we mm-hmm. know that he's encountered this guy a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So that secret may still come out inevitably. And what if it's after y'all already have kids or something else crazy happens and then it's way worse and it gets blown up so I just think about the future of like their union and what that could mean a little bit more and then does Whitney deserve a second chance I think she's truly remorseful I agree with you I think she loves him so I hope that they can move past it but to your point it's going to be up to Ola whether or not he can let this go. And God forbid he finds out that it was old boy from karaoke and from the bar that she smashed mm. because I think he's going to be on some biggie stuff from Grownish and he ain't going to never let that shit go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just my two cents. Oh, by the way, so annoying on Grownish, by the way. By the way, her wedding, they were on a break. By the way, her wedding dress was fugly, in my opinion. Thank you. I put that in my notes too. I'm like, I am not in love with this dress. Honestly, if you can remove the sleeves, that'd be great, you know, but. It was hit. I expected better, especially because I thought the wardrobe was so on point throughout the show for everybody. Yes, I was very disappointed. Yes, yes. So actually, I do have one thing I wanted to say about the overall show. So, Oh yeah, I was about to ask you for your final thoughts. So hit me. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I, 
I'm a music lover. And one of the things that I did notice about this film, granted, I'm sure the budget wasn't grand for, uh, you know, brand new series, you know, starring Black women. But the music was very dated. Like, it was very 90s. And then if it wasn't 90s, it was jazz. And I say that to say, we live in an era of insecure um, where you have the hottest music, the hottest, yeah. latest music available. Even Spike Lee tried to do it with uh, She's Gotta Have It, even mm-hmm. though, you know, he had the contemporary music, but the writing was still very much from a 60 year old man. Uh, but what I will <laughs> say about this show is, it's like, okay, I do know the, the woman who made history in television, you know, made this show, made Living Singles in the 90s, maybe that's what she knows or maybe they simply just didn't have the budget for more contemporary music so my hope is in the future when there's more seasons that you know we we get some Ari Lennox we get some you know <laughs> you you know who, who's uh her like, Jasmine like, Sullivan give me like a lot of Kelly, you know yeah. uh, you know I I just I need I need a little bit more of a contemporary fair because yes, these women are our age, which I absolutely loved. I love the early 2000 references and everything from the music and hairstyle and everything like that. But we listen to up-to-date stuff too. Do we listen to jazz? Like, Yeah. I mean, I think it was definitely some type of an aesthetic choice, obviously, but I think it's valid because music, as we know, makes a huge difference in the feel, the vibe, the overall tone. I will never forget uh, that episode of Insecure that ended with the case of the ex. Yeah, we talked about that. We talked about that. It was plays a major role. Yeah, it was a whole vibe. Um, no announcement yet for season two, but I'm excited for sure to see what they do with the future of it. I have hope. And just remember, Delora, DBBJ, don't be the bitch before Juanita. It's also grits for me, Ashley. I've (laughs) never in my life heard of grits girls raised in the south and honestly that's who jay farrell's girlfriend was from resort to love she She absolutely was she absolutely was she absolutely was all right well there's nothing else that is our recap for today guys run the world on stars dolores time for hidden gems hit me with yours all right ashley thank you so much so i have three this week and there's a theme so while I was watching this series, I realized that, hey, I remember that face. Hey, I remember that face. Mind you, for a lot of these actors, this was like their first, you know, major role. For example, like Ella. I'm like, who is this gorgeous woman? Like, this was her first starring role. As you mentioned, Ashley, the gentleman who played Anderson was in those Christmas movies with Vanessa Hutchins that are on Netflix, but he was also in Shadowhunters, which was one of my favorite shows. So one thing about me and Ashley, but Ashley didn't get on this bandwagon. We love a good supernatural Mm sci-fi situation, okay? And I actually read these books. I actually saw the the movie that was awful but shadow hunters was a a drama that had three seasons uh it's about clary being a regular girl who realizes that there's this whole supernatural world of vampires and werewolves and witches (laughs) and um they're 
there was um they play into the biblical sense of being descendants of um angels or whatever and they fight these evil demons and things like that well the gentleman who played anderson was in the show and he played like some leader of the half angel people <laughs> and uh i remember seeing his beautiful face there so highly recommend a lot of fun it's very teen by fee which is another thing that we love uh, we love a good y show it was originally on freeform but is now available on hulu so my second hidden gem is love jack this is starring amber who played whitney uh this show definitely i like a b movie like it's a little low budget but it wasn't like awful to watch yeah i liked it it was available on netflix and essentially it's about a girl who (laughs) goes to africa and falls in love with an african man (laughs) (laughs) so there's a theme with her here uh but you know it doesn't work out and she's back in america and she's with this kind artist to bamboozle her family and to marry him and um thinking that he's the African when in fact he is not so that film is a lot of fun uh it's available on Netflix as I mentioned and Marlon so the great Linus family produced a lot of great comedians including Marlon being the youngest uh he had a short stint on NBC and this is actually the first time I got to know Brisha and I realized that she's hilarious. So the show has two seasons, a total of 20 episodes, and it was around 2017, 2018. I feel like NBC was very exper- experimental with Black shows during that time because the other actress uh who played Whitney she was on the Carmichael show and that's when I first learned about Tiffany Haddish and Little Rose was on there too anyway Marlon had his own show my first introduction to Brisha Essence is also starring in that show so it's a lot of fun quick watch it's about a black family loosely based off Marlon's life so those are my hidden gems today Ashley what are yours all right nice I have two Four Weddings and a Funeral is my first one that is on Hulu. Unexpected Weekend Treat starring our girl from GOT, Natalie Emanuel. Mm -hmm. She's a Brit, but she's playing an American living in London, which was bizarre. But it centers on a friend from college. It was cute and enjoyable, executive produced by Mindy Kaling. Um, Check that out. It was 10 hour long episodes. So that is on Hulu. My second is a book by our girl, Sunny Hostin, Summer on the Bluffs. Now, Delora, I know we've both been reading this book and I finally finished it, which is the reason why I'm talking about it today. It took me a minute to get through. I hadn't really been in a reading mood lately, but once I got going, I finished it in a good 72 hours. This is the first in a trilogy and it is set in Oak Bluffs, an exclusive Black Beach community on Martha's Vineyard, centers on centers on main character Amelia and her three goddaughters. After reading it, I'm invested in the characters, curious to see what they do with the rest of the series. And also I realized when I was watching um, Run the World that this is probably where Whitney and Ola will get married if they get married because on their invitation, it said they were getting married in Martha's Vineyard. So there's a connection to our recap for today. Like excellence, right? (laughs) Exactly. So again, my two 
Four Weddings and a Funeral on Hulu and Summer on the Bluffs book by Sunny Hostin. That is it, guys, for today. Stay tuned for our episode coming up on Thursday with more headlines and hot topics. Thank you guys so much for listening. Delora, I love you. I love you, Ashley. Take care, guys. Bye.